Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wilkins. We're here in Houston, Texas. Today is Wednesday, January 27, 2016. Thank you all so much for dialing in and joining us this morning. We are here Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. Thank you all so much for joining us for inviting, for sharing. Make sure when you get on this call, you don't get on alone. Tell your friends, your family, your associates, your coworkers, uh, everyone about this call so that you all can receive the same positive information for your day. Remember, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Mark your calendar, ladies and gentlemen. February 27th, 2016, we'll be headed to East Elmhurst, New York, for another Win Dreams Collide workshop, myself and my husband, along with some powerful individuals that are going to be there, led by Vision Impact partner, Ms. Lakeja Beasley, is going to be there as well, uh, hosting the event. And we are excited to be able to come to New York and serve and, and support that market and, and, and bring our workshops there. So if you are in the New York area uh, and surrounding areas, make sure you secure your seat today and you meet us there. WilkinsEvents.com is where you can get the details, WilkinsEvents.com. And then also March 5th, 2016, ladies, we'll have our Straight Talk Woman Talk in-part session. This will be our first in-part session where we'll have no more than 50 women, myself, along with Dr. Extra Leader Bruce, it's going to be in the building uh, in Dallas, Texas. We are so looking forward to that. We're doing this on the heels of our Straight Talk Woman Talk Intensive that took place on January 16th. It was so, so powerful, and the Lord has led us to go out to different marketplaces. So we're looking forward to coming to a city near you. Go to straighttalkwomantalk.com for details and information, and we will see you there. Secure your seat as soon as possible. This event will sell out as well. If you are on the line today and you have social media pages, make sure you have them pulled up throughout the call so that you can post your notes and tag us in it, either using our name or with the hashtag WhenDreamsCollide. We want to see what you're extracting from the call. Uh, we also want to make sure that we are able to share it with the world and create some positive vibes out there for everybody. Um, if you got your pen and paper, go ahead and get ready to take your notes. My husband is here. He's locked, loaded, and ready to serve. If you're driving, put on your Bluetooth. Honey, why don't you come onto the line and say good morning to our VIPs. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, VIPs. Vision, impact, partners. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. I am excited about your future. Why, Jared? Because yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. You must open up this gift called today with expectation. What a man or woman wants shows up in their conversation, but what they expect shows up in their behavior. Behavior never lies. How are you behaving? I can tell what you expect by what you do. I can tell what you expect by how you behave. I want to talk to you from a thought this morning. You can get back up again. 
Yes. Would you post that all over social media? Let that rest in the basement of your soul this morning. You can get back up again. You know, you haven't lived until you've been knocked down. You have not began to experience going after a goal or going after a dream until you've been knocked down. And knockdowns come in different forms, shapes, and sizes. Knockdowns could be a divorce. Yeah, you, you fell in love with your high school sweetheart and the sweet turned bitter. Knockdown. Knockdown could be I lost my job, I lost my career, I lost the business. Now the home is in foreclosure. Knockdown. We lost our cars. Knockdown. My kids aren't talking to me. We lost them to drugs. We lost them to alcohol. Knocked down. Knockdowns come to all of us. My big mama used to always say, keep on living, son. Keep on living. No matter who you are, no, no matter where you are, here's what I know about life. Number one, you're either in a storm. Number two, you just left a storm. Or number three, a storm is coming to visit you. Did you get that? Let me say it again slower. In life, you are either in a storm, you just left a storm, or a storm is coming to visit you. And don't even ask the question, why me? Why not you? Who else would you recommend? Who else would you suggest? Don't ask, why not? Why me? Oh, why me? Why am I going through all of these things? Oh, why am I having these problems? You ain't got no problem. You know who has a problem? Somebody laying in a cancer ward. Somebody that was just caught up in a burn uh, a burn incident or accident. You know who has a problem? Somebody that woke up and found out they had stage four cancer. You know who has a problem? Somebody who just lost their ligaments, their limbs at no fault of their own. They were hit by a drunk driver, hit by somebody who was texting and driving. That's who has a problem. You don't have a problem. You have a challenge. See, here's what I've discovered about life, ladies and gentlemen. If it doesn't challenge you, it will never change you. Would you write that down? If it doesn't challenge you, it will never change you. So some of the things that you are causing and cursing and saying, God, why me? Why am I having to go through this? I can't believe they betrayed me. You see, there's nothing new under the sun. Could you imagine if you were Jesus having to wash the feet of Judas? Before he betrays you and you knew he would, and you still had to serve him a meal. You still had to wash his feet. You still had to serve your gift. Join the club. You know, I have discovered that a part of leadership, true authentic leadership, requires bleeding. You must learn how to lead even while you bleed. In other words, you can get back up again. And the trick of the enemy, the greatest trick of the enemy is to cause you to start to believe and to doubt in you, to doubt that you can, you can do it again. Maybe you did it before, and now you're saying, can I do it again? It fell apart or I made the wrong decision. Guess what? We've all made bad decisions. Guess what? We've all, we've all missed the mark. Guess what? We've all fallen short. We don't get it right all the time. I wish I could tell you that Jared Wilkins gets it right all the time. I get it wrong majority of the time. I'm nervous majority of the time. I'm afraid majority of the time. I don't know if it's going to work out the majority of the time. But courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is really acting in spite of the fear. 
Winston Churchill said it this way. He said, one man or woman with courage is the majority. Would you write that down, please? One man or woman with courage is the majority. You can get back again, get back up again. Let's jump right into scripture. Let's talk about Joseph. You know, that old, that old young man, Joe, that zealous young man, Joe. You know Joe. Joe's the one that went and ran to his brothers after his fathers favored him. His father favored him. How do, how do you know his father favored him? Because the scripture tells you his father favored him. What is favor, Jared? Favor is access. Would you write that down? Only go in this season where you have favor. Favor means somebody likes you. Favor means somebody wants to give you access to them, to certain places and certain environments. There's some things that you don't need to labor for, you need to favor for. In other words, one day of God's favor is better than a thousand days of man's labor. And Joseph's father favored him. It wasn't his fault. It's not my fault that I have favor with this man. It's not your fault that you got favor with that woman, whatever it is. See, what typically happens is after the the devastation, after the tragedy comes triumph, after the setback or comes the setup, after the, after the disappointment comes the resetting of the appointment. See, everything that typically happens to us is really happening for us if you can just make up in your mind that you can get back up again. And here Joseph is, favored by his father. There's nothing like the love of your father. And his father favors him. And his other brothers are jealous because of the favor. Isn't it interesting that people will be hating on you, not because of anything that you did to them, but because somebody else did something to and for you? Isn't that interesting? Would you post this on social media? Let everybody know that hating ain't healthy. Hating ain't healthy. You're going to make yourself sick hating on me. You're going to drive yourself into a wall hating on me. I ain't did nothing to you. I'm just favored. Slap yourself high five. Tell yourself, I'm just favored. (laughs) And so what happens here, Joseph is, Joseph is favored by his father. His father gives him a coat of many colors. It's a coat of many colors that he puts on him. Now, if you are not careful, ladies and gentlemen, as you read this story, you would brothers were jealous because of what was on him. You will miss the proclivity of the text, which is the brothers were jealous of Joseph, not because of the coat that was on him, but because of the favor that was in him. Greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. So his father now favors him, gives him this coat, sends him off. Of course, the, 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 je- the jealousy kicks in. Write this down, please. There can be no blessing without a burden. There can be no blessings without burdens. So whenever it's blessed, expect a burden to come with it. Somebody's going to say something. I told a group last night, dogs don't bark at a parked car. In other words, uh, 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 wolves howl at the moon, but the moon never howls back. <clears throat> yeah. Wolves howl at the moon, but the moon never howls back. Why? Because the moon is too high up. The moon doesn't have time to start addressing haters. If you take time to start telling people, oh, I'm a good person, oh, it was an honest mistake, and you start trying to justify and explain and pontificate about what it was, what I meant, what my intention, I ain't got time. You don't know me by now. You just got to miss me and catch me on the next go around. 
So here's Joseph. Brothers hating on him. They say, okay, let's devise a scheme. Let's devise a plan. And they put him into a pit. Joseph hadn't done anything. See, many of you, you hadn't done anything. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm simply saying it's your problem. Write that down, please. What is going on most of the time to you or for you is not your fault. It's just your, your, it's your challenge. You're, just, you're the one assigned to carry this weight because he wouldn't put more on you than you can bear. See, he wouldn't allow the divorce to happen if he knew you couldn't handle it. He wouldn't allow for you to be put in the pit unless he knew you could handle it. He wouldn't allow that business to go out of business unless he knew you could handle it. He wouldn't allow them to backbite and talk about you. He wouldn't allow that man to walk out of your life, that woman to walk out of your life unless he knew you can handle it. He wouldn't allow the lights to get turned off. He wouldn't allow, you know, for... For, for the mortgage to be due and the light bill to be due and the kids need to go to college. And he wouldn't allow any of that unless he knew you were equipped to deal with it. And you've got to now get out of your feelings and get into faith. See, faith and feelings don't exist in the same vocabulary. Faith and feelings can't exist in the same body. As a matter of fact, I heard Cam Newton say it this way. He says, too bad. There are no band-aids for feelings. <laughs> Too bad there's no band-aid for feelings, but here we are in the circumference of the text, and Joseph is now in the pit. They take him out of the pit. He rises out of the pit, and now he's in prison. Yeah, told you you can get back up again. You'll go from the pit to prison. See, pit is deep. It's dark. It's convoluted. It's, it's, I mean, the weight of the world, the dirt is all over you, but can I suggest something to you? Seeds can't grow unless they're planted. Mm. Seeds don't grow unless they go through germination. Seeds can never grow unless they're covered up. Seeds can't grow in, in which they are seen. Let me say that again. A seed does not grow when it is seen. A lot of you need to get off the scene, get planted on the scene so you can be seen. Yeah. You will be seen, but you've got to be hidden first. Don't try to show yourself to everybody in this season. God may be hiding you for a reason. You can't show yourself to everybody in this season. Why, Jared? Because you're seed in this season. Some of you in sowing season. So Joseph now goes from the pit to the prison. He finds favor in the prison. But remember, whenever you find favor, you will always find feelings. <laughs> so somebody else, another woman shows up, starts lying on him. You've never done, you've, you haven't lived in life when you're doing what's right and somebody lies on you and you still get punished for it. How do you know when you're pursuing purpose? You know you're pursuing purpose when punishment shows up. Yeah, that's how you know you are, you're in pursuit of purpose. And so he gets lied on, now he's in prison, but the favor that is not on him, the favor that's in him, now his gift begins to operate. My mother used to always tell me, son, your gift will make room for you. See, I don't, my education doesn't make room for me. My contacts don't make room for me. My, my, my clothes and homes, none of that stuff makes room for me, and none of it will make room for you. You know how you're going to get back up again? Your gift. Your gift will pull you back up again. Your gift plus that favor will put you in places that you never even dreamed you would be in. You'll be for, you will get before kings and queens because here's Joseph. He goes from the pit to the prison, and his gifts get him into the palace. 
Can I say something to you? I don't care where you are right now. Some of you, you may be going through a pit experience where you are so suffocated, so restricted. You, you can't even see your way out right now. I mean, it's so dirty. It's so convoluted. It's so painful. Pain is necessary, but suffering is optional. Pain is necessary, but suffering is optional. Pain, what is pain? Pain is nothing but weakness leaving the body. You may be in pain right now because you're in the pit, but you can get back up again. And you may not go from the pit directly to the palace. You may have to make a pit stop. Yeah, right there into that prison. Well, you have a little bit more flexibility, but you're not able to move and have your very being. You're not able to flex your muscles. You're not able to, you, uh, you know, spread your wings. You're not able to do all the things that you want to do, but you sure ain't in the pit no more. They used to say, I'm, I'm, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I ought to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. For those of us that are no longer in the pit, but we know we're right there in the prison I'm telling you, keep on living because favor is still going to carry you. You can get back up again. Your gift is going to make room for you and bring you before a great man or woman and take you right into the palace. Amen. You got to keep going so you can get back up, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I, I love the the story of the man at the pool of Bethesda in the in the Bible in John chapter 5 where uh, the Pool of Bethesda was this place where uh, at a certain time the angels would come and stir up the water. And when they came and stirred up the water in the pool, whoever got in the pool while the water was being stirred would be healed. There were people laid out by the pool who were sick. They were blind. They were lame. They, they were paralyzed. They had all kind of illnesses and things going on. And every time the waters would get stirred up, the angels would stir up the waters. Anytime any one of them would get in the water, they would instantly be made well. They would instantly be healed and made whole. And then Jesus was there. He came down and he saw a man that was laying there by the pool. And he knew that the man had been laying there for a long time because he just, he just knew. And he asked the man, he was like, do you want to be made well? Because, you know, you've been laying here basically 38 years. You've been sick for 38 years. You've been laying here for 38 years. And I'm pretty sure there was a time at some point where the pool was stirred up over the last 38 years that you could have gotten in it. So he's looking at him like, do you want to be made well? Because I'm like, well, why, why Why are you still here? And so the man told him, like, yeah, I, I do, but I don't have anybody to put me in the pool when the water gets stirred up. Every time I get ready to go down to the pool, somebody else steps in before me. Hmm. That's a message in itself. Every time I get ready to go, and, and do one thing, something else happens and gets in the way. It's a, every time I take one step forward, I get knocked ten steps back. How many times have you said that? So so he's experienced that as well. Every time he gets ready to go and get his, his healing, get his deliverance, somebody else, he feels, jumps in before him and takes it away and beats him to the punch. And so Jesus told him, rise, get up, take up your bed, and walk. He told him to rise, get up take your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well. He was healed first. Then he took up his bed and he walked. So Jesus reversed the process. Typically you have to take up your bed, walk, go to the pool, get in, when it's stirred, then you get healed. No, because he listened and he did what 
Jesus told him to do because he got back up again, God, Jesus healed him. And so it is with each and one of us. If He was willing to do the work. This man was willing to do the work. That's why he was able to get his healing. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to get back up again? You see, we're here to tell you today, get up, rise, go start the business again. Go do it again. You do. You have what? You have another run in you. This isn't the end. This this is not how the story ends for you. You you can restore your credit again. You you can restore your relationships again. You can help your child get well or get off the streets again. You can do it again. Why? Because like you said, greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you if you do it through him so you can get back up again. And a lot of times we're we're sitting here and we're waiting for, for God to send us a sign and to do all those things and, and we're just waiting. We're just sitting and we're just waiting. He Listen, he's not going to come and just stand right in front of you and say, go do this. No, he needs you to participate in your own rescue. So you're going to have to get back up again in order to get to what it is that you want. In order to get to that next place, in order to get that blessing, that deliverance, that healing, that whatever it is is on the other side that you're seeking, that you're wanting, that you're striving for, you're going to have to participate in that. You're going to have to get back up again. Your life does not end this way. God is not going to let failure reside on his resume for your life, period. He's not going to let this stick. He's, he's responsible for what happens in your, in your life, the track record. So he's going to make sure you are presented with opportunities to get back up again. He's going to make sure you are presented with, with things that remind you that you can do it again, of the blessing that is to come when you get back up again, what's on the other side. He's going to give you snapshots and, and show you pictures and give you visions and dreams of, of how it used to be, what you used to do, to remind you of what you've already done. So that what's in front of you isn't as big as it seems. Like, man, I, I just I just think that I don't know if I can do it again because it's such a big task. It's such a big feat. And I, I'm not sure if I'm equipped to handle it. And then he'll begin to remind you again and again and again, yes, you've done this before. You're not new to this. You're true to this. You've been here before. This isn't something new. You, you, you overcome this obstacle before. This isn't the first time you face opposition. This isn't the first time you had a confused admirer, a frenemy, a hater, or whoever, however you want to call it, come in your life and attempt to sabotage you. This isn't the first time somebody done lied to and lied on you. No, it's happened before. You survived that, so you're going to survive this again if you get back up again. You will make it to that next step if you participate in your own rescue and get back up again. Just like in the text, this is so powerful. you got friends and family members and people who've seen what you are capable of. They know you are gifted and talented and have the ability to impact people and, and produce great things. And they're looking at you, how long are you going to sit here and sulk in this past experience? How long are you going to let the past hinder you and hold you back? How long are you going to allow yourself to be held captive to your own thought process? It's not the enemy attacking you. It's not your haters attacking you. you attacking yourself. How long are you going to do this? Just like Jesus was told the man. How long, listen, how long you, do you want to be made well? Do, do, do you want to be delivered? Do you want financial freedom? 
Do you want to be able to get out of this financial pit? You say your back is in the wall. Are you? Do you really want to get it out? What, what do you really want to do? Because if you really wanted it, then you would be doing what's required in order to get it. You will get back up again. You will stop accepting those excuses that you've told yourself. And you will believe the truth about the matter, which is you can do it if you get back up again. And then the text goes on to say, and I want to say this to you all again. When he rose and he took up his bed and he walked, he rose, he took up his bed and he walked. He took steps. He, he did something. And, and, and all he had to do was rise. And before he took up his bed and he walked, Jesus gave him what he wanted, what he asked for. Isn't that amazing? He, he will meet you. He will beat you where you are. He won't even meet you where you are. He will beat you where you are and give you what you need before you even ask for it if you just take the step. But are you willing to take the step? You've got to be willing to get back up again in order for you to ever get up again. Ladies and gentlemen, be encouraged today. I don't care what happened in your past. I don't care what happened in your past. I don't care what doubts you have about your future. You've got to have that in spite of mentality. In spite of what's before me, in spite of my fear, in spite of my hesitation, in spite of all of these emotions and feelings and things that I have, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to get back up again. I'm going to run again, and I'm going to make this happen again because I know that there's more for me that is out there. Please, ladies and gentlemen, today, get back up again. Get back up again. Honey? You can get back up again. You just keep telling yourself, I can get back up and go. You take a step. Just It's a faith walk. Take the step. Make the call. Get in the game. You can get back up again. You're either going to get in the game or you're going to remain the same. You're either going to get in the game or you are going to remain the same. And we're here to tell you today. From personal experience, you can get back up again. That's our story, and we're sticking to it. God bless you. God bless your families, and God most certainly bless your dreams.